what's going on with you? Hey, that was good to talk to Powers the other day. That was fun. Oh, yeah, that was a fun episode. Powers, I think we just shook him awake from bed and we're like, all right, we're like recording. <laughs> it was a great shot you had on the front of it, the face palm. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I hate to say it, I couldn't read your thing this morning because I didn't have glasses on. That was good. Uh, <laughs> I was actually just bitching about. Uh, so I got a group of friends to come over for the Monday night comedy show, right? Right. The only way to describe our audience at that point was violently interested. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they wow. were so excited about it. They kept guessing like the end of jokes. They kept <laughs> interrupting setups. <laughs> it was so embarrassing for me because all the other comics knew that these guys were my friends. So they were yeah. like really nice to them and didn't like unleash. <laughs> uh, okay, that's pretty. But you know what? That's an intelligent audience. Now, you know, a little boisterous, but I would mm. rather have that than the people that sit back and hold their drink and go, make me laugh. You know, <laughs> dance for me, monkey clown. <laughs> how was your uh, how was your set? I the way they heckled everybody, I bailed on my set and I stitched together. Like <laughs> I was like, dude, if I do this bit, they're gonna make fun of this potion, so don't do that one. <laughs> go there, go there. So it was like the Ooh. most toothless piece of shit thing I'd strung together. <laughs> right. I, I did one one night where I tried to read the audience and I didn't read it very well. And mm -hmm. I ended up talking, I mean, just, I was rambling and I'm not a, I'm not usually a rambler. Usually I'm trying to go somewhere. Yeah, it didn't work out very, I don't, I don't like unpracticed, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I can tell you, I mean, cause I've been in that position where people know what kind of is coming and, yeah. uh, and they start repeating it before it happens. And you go, dude, just, yeah, I thought you were my friend. I thought you were my friend. Sean, there was one potion where I'm pretty sure I used the punchline for a different joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. even they looked confused as to what the hell I just said. <laughs> this really, right now, what we're talking about is stuff that new comedians should do. So my my, my mm -hmm. famed son, Kyle, as you know very well, your former assistant, um, always believed that he could get up and do stand-up. And I go do it i said but mm -hmm. as an experienced professional actor who's been paid for doing this stuff be prepared don't just go up and and tell a story because none of these people are your friends they have no context and that's yeah. the thing most people don't understand is they've known you for 20 years so they know what you're talking about as an audience member i have no damn idea who your aunt eileen is and why she was behaving that way I had the opposite problem where there was too much context, but I was like, dude, can you guys please forget a few things about our lives? <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, it is it's an interesting, it's an interesting deal. The big thing that I would I tell anybody is I go, the first time I ever went up, and this is, you know, I'd done theater for 20 years. It wasn't new. Mm -hmm. But getting up in an audience with no one to play off of, there's no music introduction, there's no reason for you to be on stage, you know, where you make an entrance to either catch the killer or catch your wife or, you know, there's there's some reason you're on stage. 
And instead, you're up there and you can see these fuzzy little things from the spotlight. And it smells like vomit, pee, and maybe some soup. And and somebody smoked too much before they got on there. And you can smell their stale cigarettes. And then, mm-hmm. and then fo- focus, Sean, and make people laugh. <laughs> it's, it's tough. Oh, but I'll tell you, the uh, host was really interesting. Um, I hadn't seen her perform before as my guest. She's um, her name is Mariam. I'll tag her in this, but then uh, she's a Muslim comic, first one I ever met in India. Huh? Mm -hmm. She did really well, and my idiot friends are heckling even her. And I was like, "Y'all are all women at this table. Would you leave her alone, please? (laughs) Let her succeed." (laughs) I think that would be a pretty interesting take on stuff because your setups would all be really straight. Mm-hmm. And you can, and and over there though, are they allowed to go take that ninety degree turn? Because over here, no one cares. Oh, basically that one room. I think we just have rooms which are full of freedom of speech. The moment you right. step out of there, you're fucked. <laughs> right. You know, I got to tell you, I've been, I I I'm always I always find stuff like that because I I did a three minute piece at a uh, a deal about the Catholic Church, not humor. I mean. It, it, and uh, and it was pretty effective. They took my YouTube video down off of the deal. Well, right, not YouTube. Mm-hmm. The school, the Oklahoma State School Board. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I don't think I've ever been censored. But you know, you guys <laughs> from a place where it happens. I was, mm-hmm. I literally, like, Kathy, look at this shit. It was here yesterday, and it's gone. <laughs> but I was, I was pretty hard on them. I won't lie. It is. I, I can't send it to you because it's a TikTok video. You can't watch it over there. Mm. For those of you listening anywhere else in the world, this is India and we've banned TikTok because we share a border with China and we don't want them fucking with our shit. <laughs> That's fair. And mm-hmm. then look, and I can honestly tell you, I'm sure whatever the algorithms are on TikTok, if you if you're ever if you ever get to be on there, for those of you who don't know what it is, it messes with your algorithms more than anything I've ever done in my entire life. I get things that get 700,000 views and then the next one will get 1,200. I mean, it Mm -hmm. is impossible, literally impossible. But what they're doing is just trying to train you to get more of the similar content out stuff. And it just, it's weird, but it's pretty fun. I won't lie. Oh, yeah. I'm still pitching that idea, Sean, when you get free time sometime to just shit on people's ideas for starting businesses. (laughs) Grumpy bartender wiping his ass on your dreams is what I like to call it. (laughs) So I guess the way we have to do that, Deepak, is we got to set up a new channel. Because I don't, I do so much humanitarian stuff. I think that would be, they they might misunderstand it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, I came to you for help and now I'm going to go kill myself. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Um, Sean, I think that's a reoccurring theme in our podcast. <laughs> where they're like, I think that you guys just depressed the hell out of me. <laughs> okay, well, I'll give you I'll give you an example. And uh, so, you know, you get you get I always get people in that have always wanted to own a restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. But they but they've never bothered to work in one. Mm. Now. I, it wouldn't enter my mind to go to a surgeon and go, hey, can I step in for you today? I've really always wanted to do this. I'm fascinated by what I see on television. And he would turn around and go, fuck off. 
And I go, but, but you said it to me at my restaurant. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I'm always interested to go, how much are you willing to lose on your dream? You know what I mean? I, and I mm -hmm. really mean that. She goes, so if you're worth $5 million, how much of that $5 million are you willing to lose before you go, I'm not very good at this? Because this is a hard mm -hmm. freaking business, man. I mean, look at this. I'm, I'm talking to you at 5 a.m. And I got home last night at 9 p.m. Yeah. And you got bread in the oven. You probably have tidied up the place. <laughs> somewhat. Somewhat. I haven't cleaned the bathrooms yet for everybody. My, <laughs> the undesirable part of my personality. Oh! <laughs> that's so, an Indian joke. Untouchable. <laughs> Shit. Damn. Great Damn. joke. Just that I'm the only one who understood it. <laughs> Undesirables, I guess <laughs> that would be the Hillary Clinton uh, Trump voters. So mm -hmm. what is it? So I have not spoken to anyone, period, about the new war over in the in the Middle East and, and would prefer not to. <laughs> mm -hmm. Neither have I. I. Yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you guys, but, you know, the only way apartheid ended is apartheid ended. Yeah, I, I, mm -hmm. I, and I'm not. And believe me, I don't like anybody sending 1,200 missiles into a, a, a place where civilians live. I'm not cool with that. But yeah, it's it's that is the topic. But let me go around it without talking about the topic. How about that? Mm -hmm. Would you, are you sure. that for a minute? Okay. Yeah. How do you get 1,500 missiles into Palestine? Mm. Who, has, who has the intelligence to tell you where to shoot them and how to do it and how to operate them? Because... Literally, for folks that don't know, my former business partner is Palestinian, so this whole family. That place is a lockdown, um, what would be like the old Jewish ghettos in Germany. You know, you just mm -hmm. can't get out. And uh, and somewhere or another, that much stuff got smuggled in. I mean, did did El Chapo go over there and dig the well that you could, you could run the tunnel through to get all these in? So all mm -hmm. of that stuff had to come from, I'm guessing, Iran. And then where did Iran get the information? Probably the Soviet Union. And who was friendly enough with them that had Israeli intelligence that could give it to them? And there's only one person I know. Mm -hmm. But we'll leave, we'll leave that there. <laughs> so there was that. Uh, you remember the old documentary I made you watch about um, Adam Curtis, the BBC one? Yeah. The one where he talks I about Odierism. And he talks about yeah. how the news media at times doesn't have someone defined as the victim, someone defined as the villain, because someone who was the victim earlier all of a sudden does an atrocious act against humanity, and now they become the same thing. Like, think about that old thing with ISIS, where first we wanted to get the guy, what the hell was that guy's name in now? Not Gaddafi, Libya is somewhere there. The, the weird one with the pointy nose and the stash, porn star stashing. I can't remember his name. <laughs> okay, so that would have to be Saddam Hussein. Uh-uh, there's one more guy oh, who looks like him. <laughs> All of his people had stashes. Yeah, so they were in the process of trying to get him removed from being the ruler of that country. And then all of a sudden, ISIS came along and they realized that the person he was fighting was way more evil. So now they had to support him to fight ISIS and they just left oh. him in power. Mm -hmm. So, God, 
I mean, are you are you talking? You're not talking about the guy from Syria that went to school in America. Is that but the he's guy? Got a, it might be, and he's real well educated. He's American educated, um, and and he just let Syria go to hell, and he's still in charge. I mean, but mm-hmm. we 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 as Americans have tried to control parts of international politics forever, and and I'm not. You know, it's, if you're this big of a country and you have that much money, yeah, you meddle in a whole bunch of shit. Um, yeah. Sometimes you pick the wrong people because you really don't know them. The, the reason you have embassies around the world is so you know somebody. And when something mm-hmm. happens, you call them and go, hey, what's the actual story on the ground? Who can really help us? Yeah. That's the investment in embassies. And, and you know, a, a, a president ago, we wiped out a bunch of those people. <laughs> and it's shown in this past week that we mm-hmm. we don't have the same level. It's a it's a precarious time right now. Um, I had this guy in in the restaurant last night, and he's like, "Man, these are what my ex Blackwater military people." And I'm like, "Do you realize you just stained their entire reputation by saying what you just said?" And he goes, "Yeah, but this is what they say could happen here." And I go. Dude, we've, we've got like 5,000 miles of water border. You can't cover it all. You, you just can't do mm-hmm. it. It isn't like yeah. anybody needs a plan. Ask the cocaine smugglers where they came in. <laughs> Ask the human smugglers where they came in. You know, I mean, it, it's uh, so people are getting a little crazy. The the what I'm seeing and, and you know, this is an argument I, I really and truly don't want any part of uh, this concept, mm-hmm. but how it's playing out here is we need to look at Israeli politics and go, how did their politics get to this point when somebody's running for president and they have to have a coalition of parties and nobody can get it? And those yeah. fractions are where the openings for these problems begin. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's an Israeli problem. It's a, it's a political problem when everybody's that fractured. There is a... Uh, I think it's a, a Dutch show, perhaps. Bel- no, it's Belgium. Um, oh, my God. And this lady's a prime minister. And I'll think of it after we're off the air. But it's probably <laughs> the most realistic political show I've ever seen because it's not exciting. It's mm-hmm. just the boredom and aggravation of sitting down with the Green Party and the Labor Party and so and so and going, what do we have to what do you have to get to join us? And then the weird one person that throws it all down the toilet, which we have going on here. This little yeah. fucking weirdo named Matt Gates. That <laughs> okay, since I'm segueing to Matt Gates, is this safe mm. to talk about all that stuff in yeah, India? Yeah. Or that's, no? that's all fine, eh? As long as it doesn't have anything to do with our country, we're, we're just constantly <laughs> shitting on the others again. <laughs> Man, so this guy, so out of the blue one of the Oklahoma congressmen comes up and goes, yeah, he was showing me these young girls. Oh, yeah. he was Mark Mullen, Mark, mm-hmm. Wine, Mark Mullen. Wine Mullen. He's a I did plumber. see that CNN one. Yeah, he's a plumber. Let's, let's, let's just go there. Nothing wrong with being a plumber. It is not the same as being a statesman. And I think you, mm-hmm. you, gotta, you gotta be honest with yourself. So if Mark Wayne Mullen saw all that shit two years ago, doesn't he have a legal obligation to report it? Yeah, why do it now? Just because right. Gates when pushed out the speaker. Mm-hmm. Right. When it's convenient and it worked for you, that he was he was child trafficking, is what you're telling me. 
that you knew about it for years. But there's there's no clawback on any of these guys. I mean, we are we are in a weird damn place here. There's just no clawback. And that's all these other guys are like, yeah, I know he did this and he dated an underage girl. And and I realize 17 year olds don't look like 17 year olds when I was young or even when you were young. They're big, they look like grown women. But if you knew that and didn't say anything, you then are liable. That is a legal offense. It's very yeah. You know, and yes, the guy's a dickhead, but he's a spoiled little rich brat. And wherever he's from, Florida, mm-hmm. you know, where Ron DeSantis has come out of, <clears throat> which is the retirement capital for the East Coast. I don't know how they went so crazy. I mean, that, the whole state used to be tourism and retirees from the East Coast. Uh-huh. There's a I'm old, t- <laughs> there's a Colin Quinn bit where he talks about all 50 states. I think for Oklahoma, he says something like, lose the rodeo, you're embarrassing yourself. But for Florida, <laughs> but for Florida, he says, Florida, you bum, <laughs> you were supposed to be the jewel of the East. <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, but but that kind of that kind of lunacy. And, and so what I would look at is this this new conflict, along with our own political problems here, which are huge. The fact mm-hmm. that Donald Trump, did January 6th and still is pulling dead even with Joe Biden right now. I know. Is is worrying. But here's the thing. All the polls before the Republicans were giving wrong answers on purpose. And I mm-hmm. think a bunch of Democrats now are giving wrong answers on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I just, I and this is from somebody in politics. You just go, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you get the 30% who are with this guy, and, and which is a lot of humans here. And, mm-hmm. uh, but the, the polling is, is a little skewed. And I always just say, yeah, but they haven't even started to advertise on, on the Democratic side yet. I go, yeah. Trump's eating up news because he has competitors. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we'll see, we'll see where that ends up. What about it's your, not- uh, the new third party that's up and running, I guess, now? Yeah, the, uh, Shame of uh, for RFK. All right, so here's the deal. I I got this friend of mine that used to work for RFK, mm-hmm. and and when he was still running as a Democrat, wanted to bring him in to speak, and and I was like, I'd go hear him speak, but he's alone. RFK has enough Kennedy name to change the election. Yeah. It just depends on how big his ego is. He has done more for the planet than any other politician mm-hmm. I know. But he also is a bit of a loon. And when your own brothers and sisters come out against you. you I know. You, That's a bad look. <laughs> yeah, You've crossed some line. And uh, I don't know if he just wants to stay in the mix so the message isn't lost. But look, mm-hmm. I mean, we got two, two, two major candidates running that nobody wants. So we have mm-hmm. now a third party candidate that nobody wants. I mean, think about us as an enormous economy and we literally, nobody wants to be CEO that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we brought it on ourselves, but look, I and I will say this from my perspective, when they came out with all that stuff on Matt Gates, you know, the underage people, hookers and all this other shit, and I go, yeah, we just had a president that did all that. No one cares. And now mm-hmm. you guys are the ones throwing it out there like we're supposed to care. And then you go, well, they don't care. And you go, right, you numbed everybody to it. 
already. It's mm -hmm. already been done. So it's almost like they're stealing some joke list that they saw in Cleveland and they're trying to play it in Kansas city and hope nobody was at the Cleveland show. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not, not, that's where we're at over here. How's your stuff? <laughs> Our stuff. I honestly, I stay away from the news as much as possible. Like, yeah. My mother's the only one who gives me like bits and pieces of information when I'm like drinking tea with her or something. That's as much as my exposure to this shit because I'm not, I don't really want to fuck with it too. Yeah. I just, and is there, is there comedy in there anymore or has this all turned to tragedy? I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, Trump was hilarious. I mean, at first, mm -hmm. but you know, once worldwide pandemic, it wasn't, it wasn't funny anymore. Oh, damn. Like, see, there's that new genre. They call it tromedy. <laughs> it can either be traumatic comedy or tragic comedy. Either way, that's Pretty where fair. we are at, I think. <laughs> hey, it's fair, man. It is fair. Wow. Okay, let me check my bread, and I can tell you how much time we have. <laughs> you said ready at 36. It is right now yeah. four. So 24, I think, is what we got. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, what do you want to cover for our last five minutes, my friend? Which is what my bread is saying we've got. <laughs> do you have any news there? Or should we go back to one of the comics getting heckled by a drunk lady from Dubai who refused to keep quiet? <laughs> let's, do, let's do Dubai. We've never touched Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> do you, like... She and I think the guy who she was going out with, they came and sat, sat at the table, which is like directly in front of the microphone and kept yeah. yelling shit at him. Luckily, this comic is good enough where, like, this is not a friend of mine, okay? This is like, they were like, he was like, Madam, where are you from? And she was like, I'm from Dubai. And he was like, yeah, that's why you won't shut the fuck up, would you? Type shit. <laughs> <laughs> the comic's name Everything is... is yeah, Dubai is the new America. Everything's new. I mean, which is mm -hmm. great, but it's still it's still built on sand. Which in the Bible they might say something about building something on sand. I, I how does that whole place not eventually get washed away? Everything they built, the individual islands and all the mm -hmm. other stuff. Do you How's know? Like <laughs> James once sent me a meme, and he was like, "This reminds me so much of you." The meme just says, "You're the kind of person who uses." Uh, the sentence, you look like a guy who likes Dubai as an insult. <laughs> That's who I am. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey, you know, it's, um, I mean, I, I have to be totally honest with you. So we get Dubai commercials over here, mostly mm -hmm. like for their medical system. And all mm -hmm. I can think of is, what did you do with all the slave labor that you did to build all of this beautiful stuff? Did they all go back home or did you give them your beautiful health care while they were here? Ow, yeah. Valid question. Valid question. Mm -hmm. Abu Dhabi, I would say the same thing. And, and a lot of these places, no Americans know what they are. So will you want to fill them in? <laughs> oh, no. It, do you know that new thing that they're building where it's supposed to be like, it almost looks like a like the Great Wall. And it's supposed to be a city with no roads. And it's just everything you need is just connected inside that wall. It almost looks like something from a dystopian zombie movie where they're trying to protect it from something. 
So did they take an aerial shot of the original Paris? <laughs> <laughs> or or the Roman ruins? Because, you know, they, they only mm -hmm. had roads for everybody to walk on. You know, I mean, they, they, yeah. there was nothing there. They, I mean, that would be the world's most modern city. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. if you're trying to... You're trying to outdo your neighbors and shit on you on everybody around you. I mean, I okay. I I just look at it and go, I still don't want to live there. And whether you have a ski uh, area or not in the middle of the desert, that sounds like white people. We build trees where there were no trees. We cut down trees where there mm -hmm. are trees. That's our people thing. <laughs> and he, he's stealing our people shit. He's putting it on a ski resort. In the desert. <laughs> mm, yeah, we need to come up with a new tagline for Dubai. Something like, <laughs> this is what white people wish they could have built. <laughs> Here it is. Um, mm. Dubai. It's like Vegas, if you took away all the fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so the, the thing about Las Vegas is, when they built the Hoover Dam, this gigantic dam, generates the electricity for Las Vegas. Jim? But the Hoover Lake went down a whole bunch, and for a while they were struggling because it's in the middle of the desert. You shouldn't build everything there. I mean, just Phoenix, the city of Phoenix is just stupid. I mean, there was no mm -hmm. reason to build. There's nothing around there. People were just like, well, some, some uh, tech companies moved here, so we'll build housing. I mean, you're in the middle of the desert. If you can't live there year-round safely with or without air conditioning or heat, you probably shouldn't be there. I mean, I, I don't. That is true. And, and you know, I, I, I like the vision that these guys have, and I like the fact that they sit around somewhere and go, I got limitless cash. What do you want to build? Mm -hmm. But I don't like the fact that they import a shit ton of slave labor, a whole bunch of them die, and the rest of them they just send back home. After they, you know, worked their ass off there for a few years. I mean, what 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 do you used to call that here? I, I think it was called slavery. I, I do. I think that they had a name for it. <laughs> that is true. They build so much shit now in tourism. And I, I never understood the concept of like I've had layovers where it was a couple of days, and that's as much as Dubai that I could ever take in my life. Okay. Let's be honest and tell everybody why you really don't like Dubai. And I, because I know. So he was at the airport and he went to go buy a beer. And you could buy a beer for it was like, you know, a hundred dollars. But if you wanted a really <laughs> cold beer, a really cold beer was like 20 bucks more. I, and I know. still remember the conversation. <laughs> Don, I am petty. You know I'm going to hold this till my... There are people in fifth grade who I still have a grudge against, and I'm like, ah, okay, I will see you soon. And they probably just <laughs> forgot I exist. This is the same attitude I have to that bartender who was like, this is $10, but the right. beer is 98 degrees. This right. is $20, but the beer is 115 degrees. And I was like, I hmm. Yeah. Which I one do you, you think the laborers were drinking? You know, I mean, it's a... That's, <laughs> But that's my, I mean, it's its a modern day problem in an old part of the world that I'm not going to solve. And But you mm. are the best example of the shit people pull is you go tell that story because I still remember it. And I don't remember you telling it more than once. And I was like, that's a really shitty thing to do in the desert. What an asshole. 
Yeah. yeah, but th- think about it, Sean. Like to get something that cold in the middle of a desert uses so much electricity that that guy had probably no chance but to put his electricity bill along with my little tab and give it back to me. <laughs> the first time one of my relatives was in Ireland, they wanted like a slice of lemon in a drink, and they go, they brought out this razor thin slice of lemon. And I go, yeah, nothing, it doesn't grow there. That had to come from <laughs> Africa or southern Spain or some shit. <laughs> this actually happened at the Scottish pub, okay, where a friend of mine ordered us for a glass with a wedge of lemon in it. And the bartender licked it and he said, sorry, lass, we don't do cocktails. <laughs> I was like, dude. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. You know what, man, that's, um, we'll see how the next year or two work out. That's where we need to meet in Edinburgh for the uh, comedy festival. Oh, yeah. They they do a comedy festival there in the beginning of September that is enormous. Mm. But you end up going on at like 2 a.m. and there's three people in the audience, but it would make the best TikTok videos ever. Because they can't understand anybody either. And they can't understand, (laughs) dude. It's just a big drunk fest for two weeks. The, there is this wild story I've heard, John, about uh, one of those festivals that happened right... There was a rugby game, which is like four hours or six hours, something like that. So these people, the audience, had been drinking for like almost six hours straight, and then the right. comic goes up, and the people are forgetting the setup by the time he gets to the punchline, and he is like, this is the worst set ever. But he was like, I went and stood in the crowd because I knew that the act after me was a magician. And I wanted to see what the hell these guys do. <laughs> and apparently the magician did like a trick and he pulled out something that looked like a watermelon. And he was like, the audience face lit up because these guys have had nothing but beer all day. They were like, that's the first food they've seen. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Hey, look, have a look at that. That would be that would be fun to do. I think they'll still mm-hmm. let me back in the country. So, but it's it's yeah. Edinburgh uh, is a French built city, so it's absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful with all the negativity and overcast skies of Scotland. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty <Yeah>. good. <clears throat> all right, homie, you better take us out here. Well, this was actually a more exciting episode that we've done in recent times. We didn't Less depress negative. anybody, I don't think. Hope not. <laughs> Minus the tourism department of Dubai, Sean. They have beef with us now. <laughs> yeah, they're coming for both of us. <laughs> okay, like, subscribe, follow the YouTube channel. Thank you.